Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... After our heroes' fun night out took a turn for the worse, Cullen and Jake escorted a distraught Esmia back to Sir Estival's. As they all tried to comfort her, they learned about her tragic past and her unorthodox career path. Though the night's events filled Esmia's heart with vengeance, Sir Estival soothed her with pearls of wisdom and reassured her that there are no kawinky dinkies. The next morning, Jake awoke, refreshed for the first time since leaving Filin Lodge, confirming the party's suspicions that something he acquired there was causing his restless nights. But down the street, Elric awoke naked, covered in blood, and feeling like death warmed over. And if that wasn't bad enough, it was way past checkout time and the hotel staff came knocking. Flabbergasted by the amount of blood, destruction, and headless bodies, the concierge was ready to alert the authorities. But thanks to some smooth talking and a steep fine, Eric was able to return to Seristival's and tell his exciting tale of Date Night with a Bandito. Musical numbers were plagiarized, large deals were given, steep fines were paid. New lady friends did not get treated to a nice breakfast. The day was going by fast and the party had to prepare for their departure early the next morning. First stop was a visit to Uncle Frank at the Trader Tools, where Jake wasted no time in unloading suspicious items that may or may not be cursed. He also tried to sell some books, which did not escape Agma's omnipotence. What was he thinking? So, what great deals will the party find at the other shops? Will the concierge get a restoration artist to fix his blood-soaked paintings? Do they have condos and flushable indoor privies in this time period? Jake have against fashion knowledge? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! You enter Helmix Herbs and Oddments. A smoky haze fills the souvenir slash head shop, creating these, you know, visible shafts of sunlight that beam into the store uh, and gives it uh, an almost celestial feel. And you look around the eerily quiet store and you, you don't see anyone. There's no one in here. The store's empty. Huh. Hello? Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> Hello? You got customers, man! Jerry! And as you uh, call out, uh, you start to hear a noise from behind the counter. Well, let's okay, go. I'm gonna go over there. 
okay? Uh, so you head over to the counter and you, you know, peer around and you see Jerry there laying on the floor. What? Is he okay? I rush over to him and- Poke him with a stick. <clears throat> I rush over to him and start and uh, start kind of like giving him soft slaps in the face, side to side. Oh, <laughs> wake up, boy. Dad, leave me alone. Just a few more minutes, all right? Oh, boy. He's been eating those gummies. I knew they were bad for him. <laughs> so, you, so you slap him awake, and he's like, uh, "What? What's going on? I'm awake! I'm awake!" And uh, you see, he's looking—he's looking all disheveled, right? His hair's all matted, and he's still wearing the same clothes he had on last night, and they're all wrinkled. And he looks completely out of it. And then he sees you guys, and he's like, "Oh, oh, hey guys! Oh, sorry, I must have—I must have fell asleep." Late night, you know, that was some party, dudes. Mm -hmm. Jerry. You were what the kids are saying are awesome. Aw, thanks, man. But what happened to you guys? You like, you like bailed early. Jerry. You missed, you missed an awesome solo. Jerry. It like went on forever. Oh, wow, cool. Jerry. (laughs) Yeah? You know you probably shouldn't sleep when you're at work. Yeah, you're right. I guess I just had too much fun last night. <laughs> Someone's going to take advantage of you one day, and we're not going to be around to save you. <laughs> That's okay, Jerry. We won't knock on you if you give us a good deal. <laughs> but we're already getting our discount, remember? I think it was like 20%. 20? I thought it was 10. <laughs> I don't know, man. You don't remember well. You see, that's the problem with you eating your those things from that jar back there. It was 20, I believe. Oh, really? <laughs> can I ask you really quick, as it's probably on your mind, can I get a little bit of twinkling pipe weed and a pipe off of you? Oh, yeah, man, totally. How much? 100 gold. Whoa, how much pipe weed does that get me? That'll get you six uh, slots, like spell slots. I only need to buy four. Four bowls worth. (laughs) These guys. Does that include the pipe? Sure, for you. I'll throw in a pipe. Not one of those cheap little glass ones. I want a nice one. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Whatever, man. Uh, Take your pick. I'm going to walk around and see if I see any magic items. Okay. And Jerry says to you guys, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm feeling pretty out of it right now. And I'm finding it like hard to figure out all your discounts and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how about if we just skip all the math stuff today and you guys just give me 50 gold each for the twinkling pipe weed. Okay, excellent. Oh, that's a good deal. I won't even try to tuck it out. Thank you very much. And you said you throw in a pipe, so hold you to that yeah sure you got it dude yeah so hey elric dude so how'd it go last night with your smoking hot date (laughs) it was awesome it was really cool oh you noble dudes get all the babes oh yeah i mean she was a handful and and then some it was uh, they partied their heads off somebody lost their head that's for sure sweet it was awesome i'll tell you all about it sometime later oh excellent hey jerry yeah i'm still looking around I'm, i'm calling it from across the store Hey, but like hey, t- later after dinner, you guys, can you give me a lesson? Oh, yeah, right. Because I'm leaving tomorrow. 
Yeah, for sure. We gotta do lessons. You know, a bunch of people asked me about lessons last night. This could be a new, you know, like career path for me. Yeah. Well, well, let me, let's see how you do for one lesson first, and then I can totally, you know, tell people that you're good and get you some more business. Right on. But you can't be falling asleep on the job, buddy. <laughs> no, no. I'll be ready. Jeez. I'll be ready. I'm cool. I'll be ready. So, and hey, so uh, I haven't got any new stuff in since the last time you were here, but I'm sure my dad will be back from Waterdeep soon now that the tradeway is safer, thanks to you guys. But, you know, feel free to look around. And, uh, Esmir, you look around, and with your detect magic, you see the magical items. And there's just a few left from the last time you shopped here. There's the thin wooden wand that looks like a, you know, a conductor's baton. And that's going for 75 gold. There's the six-sided die going for 100 gold. And then there's that metal chime with the bar on the chain to strike the chime. That's selling for 3,000 gold. And then there's the, of course, the two jars of uh, gummies or beads on the counter that are selling for 50 gold each. And the, the beads are those things like that they, are like a ration in one shot or something? The red ones are, yes. Yeah. Uh, the other jar is full of blue ones, uh, but you're still not sure what those do yet. It's probably water. Hey, Jerry. Jerry. Oh, uh, yeah. What's up? Remember that one time when I brought Sir Istival on here for you to meet? Yes. Are you going to keep reminding me of that? <laughs> that was pretty cool, wasn't it? And then I have the... Yeah, that was pretty cool. I have the wooden wand in my hand. And I'm like, got my eyebrows up high. I'm like, I was wondering if I could get this wooden wand. I'm not going to take advantage of you either. I'm just going to ask for this one time, mm-hmm. a super really good deal on this one thing. This is one time because uh-huh. I gotta save my money for some other stuff that that's gonna help me you know clean up the sword coast if you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, can I have this wand for 25 gold oh man that's like over half off I know but I'm not gonna ask for anything else that's a really steep discount way more than 20% sorry that's too much well now I'm sad <laughs> Oh, come on, dudette. Don't cry. You hurt my feelings, Jerry. Oh, what? I'm sad now. I don't even know if I can kill any bad guys now. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, why don't you pick on someone your own size? Don't be like that. Don't be that guy, Jerry. Whoa, whoa. Don't be him. Whoa, come on, guys. (laughs) Let's just chill for a second, okay, guys? Okay, Jerry. I'm not feeling jazzy anymore. I feel real sad. Maybe I'm gonna just switch and do like a blues lesson. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Nobody freak out, okay? Check this out. How about 40 gold? What do you say? 40. Okay, Jerry. And I put my hand out for him to shake my hand. Ha, sweet. See, see, we can work things out. And then right when he goes to grab it, I go and I rub it with my hair. I'm like, too slow, Jerry, too slow. <laughs> oh, you got me, Esmir. That's a good one. Well, without further ado, should we head over to the wizards and see if we can procure some healing potions? I think we should. What about you, Jake? You need to, you know, resupply your stash, dude. No, I've got six. I've never touched it. 
He just smokes everybody else's. <laughs> He's one of those guys. He talks a good game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry. Peace out, bro. Peace out. All right. See you later, yeah, man. Peace out, guys. Yes. Stay awake. Peace out. I'm going to sneak back in here later. I'm stealthy. And if you're sleeping, I'm going to steal something. No, I'm good. I got it. It's cool. I'm cool. Okay. Catch you on the flip side, Jerry. And as we make our way to the next place, I want to see if I see any um, poor homeless people on street corners or in alleyways. I want to hand out some alms. Okay. And Esmir's looking for cats or any other type <laughs> of thing that's following us. Cool. So as we make our way, I will um, I will hand out my alms. I've got 21, I believe. Okay. 21 alms, and I will hand those out to the first 21 people I come across, along with the um, pamphlet of Agma. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that a little comic book? Is it like a little story in there? <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way towards Delphin's Tower at the end of Wall Street there. Uh, Jake is spreading alms and the word of Agma along the way. Agma bless you. And while Esmir uh, keeps her eyes peeled for any uh, suspicious looking creatures. Except for a rat. The rat's with us. <laughs> Never mind the rat. Oh, shoot. I run back to Jerry's. I, I need glitter. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I forgot my glitter. Wasn't Jake supposed to remind you to do that? Damn it. Sorry. I run back. We'll wait here. I run back. Okay, you run back to Helmix. Yeah. And uh, Jerry's sitting in the back with his head resting on the counter, and he looks up. Oh, hey, Esmir, do you forget something? Yeah, Jerry, bro, set me up with some glitter. Glitter? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. But what do you need glitter for? I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna make a glitter bomb, and I'm gonna get like some bad guy all full of glitter. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. Man, you adventurers have the craziest ideas. Yeah, you could write a song about it, too. Whoa. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Glitter Bomb. That's like a good name for a song right there, Glitter Bomb. Glitter Bomb. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right, here's a pack of glitter for two copper. Cool, man. Cool. Thanks, bro. No problem. Peace out, man. Later, Esmir. All right, so you catch up to the guys outside of Delphin's Tower, and you guys head inside and see that donkey again, lazily chewing on some straw. Hey, donkey. Hello, donkey. We're just here to see our master. Delphin, we're here just in case you're uh, doing something weird. <laughs> and as you guys make your way into the first floor here, uh, you see Delphin's cat at the top of the steps again. Hey, Delphin's cat. What's he doing? Is he doing something weird? I'm going to go in and just start yelling. <laughs> I don't want to be near him when I wake him up. So I want to just... <laughs> Yo! Old wizard man! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys head up to the second floor. And again, you see that... That feather duster, you know, magically moving on its own over the gla uh, glass cases up here. 
uh, but you immediately notice uh, that the portraits and these display cases are in the process of being moved around, right? It looks like uh, it looks like Delphin is doing some reorganizing or or redecorating, perhaps. And uh, you continue up the other set of stairs to the third floor. Uh, Delphin's cat is walking ahead of you guys. And up here, you can see that Delphin has definitely not been doing any improvements. It's still com a complete mess up here. In fact, it looks even messier uh, than the last time you were here. And what really catches your eye is that the bookshelves have been almost completely emptied. And there are books just scattered everywhere. And many are open, you know, as if they're being read. Uh, it seems like wherever there was some space, uh, it's now taken up by books. Hmm. Where is Delphin? You scan the room, and uh, you don't see him anywhere. Delphi! Oh, Delphin! Delphin! Start clapping my hands and whistling. <laughs> Suddenly, a set of balcony doors burst open, and in pops Delphin, completely naked. Oh, God. Hey, guys. Hey, dude. Oh, jeez. How you doing? I covered up the rat's eyes. Hey, put some clothes on, man. We can't unsee that, man. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm just getting my my daily dose of sunshine. And he, uh, and he stretches out his arms and a dirty robe uh, just, you know, floats up off the floor and they, it flies over and covers him up. Jeez, oh. it's... It's like you guys never seen a naked man before. I didn't care. <laughs> walk around naked all you want. <laughs> Air bath. I don't know. Don't mind the boy. He's been having naked battles lately. <laughs> and they've been awesome. Ooh, <laughs> naked battles, you say. I love naked battles. Wish I could have seen that action. Yeah, I bet you would have liked that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> How's it going, bro? Yeah, well, you know, I'm super excited you guys are back. I've been so busy since you guys left, you know, making uh, potions and writing scrolls. I can't wait to sell you what I've made. I mean, show you what I've been up to. <laughs> hey, have you checked it? I, I checked this out and I stick the my hand with the mechanical crab up towards him. Whoa, what is that funky thing? <laughs> You've never seen this before? No, but... But it looks like it's like it's from the plane of Mechanish. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. That's that's fancy. You bet it's fancy. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Oh, that's okay. You're not missing much. You've been there? Oh, sure. I've been to all kinds of different planes of existence. And take it from me, it's nothing to write home about. Hmm. You know, some call it Nirvana. I call it boring. <laughs> There's no pizzazz. <laughs> it's all just law and order over there. The same things just happen over and over. It's very mechanical. Unless, of course, you happen to visit during the Great Modron March, when thousands of Modrons—that's what the—that's what the creatures who live there are called—when they when they all march through the outer plains, and whoever survives the march gets, I think, like a like a promotion or something. It's uh, <laughs> fucking crazy. But that only happens every two hundred and eighty-nine years. Wow. Huh. Yeah. But that crabby thing—it uh, looks like it came from there. Maybe. Maybe it's like a spy drone or something. 
and then he kind of he takes a closer look at it, checks it all, at, uh, checks it out at all the different sides. Oh, I wonder if they're looking at us right now. And then he uh, then he quickly covers it up. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you should just put this back in your bag now, huh? Uh, okay. Hmm. And then he he quickly changes the subject. Right? He's like, uh. So, I hear you guys captured a red wizard, huh? We certainly did. <laughs> and we brought him into town. Did you have a chance to talk to him? No, but I was called to the dungeon by Lady Morwen. Yeah, they they wanted some magical wards placed around his cell as an extra precautions, you know. Because uh, you can't be too cautious when it comes to red wizards. They're a, they're a nasty bunch for sure nowadays. Oh, yeah. You know, they weren't always known as an evil bunch. No, that's all Shaz Tam's doing. Uh, it used to be, uh, you know, ruled equally by the Zolkirs from all the, you know, different schools of magic, like a, like a council. Uh, then he took over, right? And now it's all raise the dead this and live forever that. Yeah, there, they is a nasty place now. If you're not a red wizard, you're basically, you know, like a slave. They've really... Yeah, they've really given us wizards a bad name. Yeah. yeah, they do. Well, maybe you should band together with fellow like-minded wizards and go take those Feyans down a notch or two. Yeah. Teach them oh, how it's done. Oh, easier said than done, young man. Says Tam is a powerful necromancer. Probably one of the most powerful beings on Faerun. Yeah, others have tried and failed because... Uh, you know, not all Theans like the way things are under Sastam, yeah. Hmm. Many want it, uh, you know, to return to the way it was in the old days. Hmm. Aye, we'll go there and recruit some rebels. And we'll have them take back their own country. Yeah. Well, you know, I hear there are rebels within their ranks, working in secret to overthrow Sastam. Huh, that is nice to know. That's good information there, Yeah. Well, good luck to them, I say. Feyrood would be, you know, better off without that self-absorbed lich and his evil schemes. Maybe if we lend our swords, we can see that reality come to pass. Do you know any of these rebels by name? No, no. I've just heard rumors floating around here and there, you know. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, regardless, a red wizard hanging in Daggerford is... Always a good time. I might even leave the tower that day. Just gotta <laughs> find my clothes. They're around here somewhere. Good idea. Yeah, make sure you don't come out naked, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Esmir, uh, how's it going with your harp? Have you learned how to pluck its power from its magical strings? No, not yet. Uh, that's like a side project I have right now, and I'm kind of busy. Side project? Yeah. I'm not a retired wizard, buddy. I'm, like, actively, you know, doing stuff. And you can see that he looks puzzled and kind of, you know, taken aback by your answer. I'm not sitting home watching porno, okay? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We are here to buy things from you. Oh, yes, yes. Let's get down to business. All right, I've been busy making stuff. Yeah, let me tell you, it feels good to be working again. 
I've been feeling quite motivated since we first met. I whipped up some fresh healing potions, and I even got fancy and made some greater healing potions. And let me tell you, they pack a wallop. Ooh. How much is a greater healing potion? 100 gold. Oh, of course it is. And it will give you 4d4 plus 4 healing, twice as much as a regular healing potion, which is 2d4 plus 2. Uh, and those, the regular ones, will cost you uh, 50 gold each. Okay. All right. Let's start with you there, Elric. How many would you like to buy? Four. Four regular. Okay. Four regular healing potions. Here you go. Esmir, how about you? I'm going to buy one of each. Okay. One of each. How about you, Jake? Oh, I believe I'm good on potions. Thank you. Okay. None for the cleric. All right. How about you, Cullen? What do you need? I'll take a couple of regulars, I guess. Two regulars coming right up. Oh, before we leave, would you be interested in buying a potion of poison? It looks like a potion of healing, but it's got an illusion spell on it, and I have no use for it. Hmm, that sounds interesting. How about I give you my three healing potions, this potion of poison, and you upgrade me to two greater healings? Sure, let's do that. That sounds like a fair trade. It's kind of a win-win to wash. All right, now that we got that business out of the way, let's get to the good stuff. I made something special for each of you. Oh, cool. And he uh, goes over to his shelf and he pulls out this wooden box and he's all giddy. <laughs> These are going to knock your socks off. <laughs> so first he pulls out a potion bottle and inside you see a flickering orange liquid. And above the liquid, in the you know, in the neck of the bottle, is a layer of smoke. Ooh. And he looks over at you, Cullen, and he says, uh, "Since uh, you're what we in the wizard biz call a muggle, <laughs> I made you a potion. Get ready for some serious heartburn, because <laughs> when you drink this potion, you can breathe fire. Ooh. That's right. Wow. It's a potion of fire breath. Oh, cool. That's oh, sweet. yeah. A human flea yeah. That is cool. That could come in handy. You're going to mess some people up with that, man. Now, if your target blows their dexterity save, they're going to take 4d6 fire damage. Wow. Yeah or half as much on a successful save. And you can breathe fire up to three times within an hour. But after that, I need another potion. Yeah, well, after that, you're going to be sitting on the toilet for a while. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it comes with a little bit of indigestion. Yeah. So what do you think? Pretty cool, huh? Well, yeah, except for the need for some Pepto, yeah. All right, so that'll be 200 gold. What? Wait, you said it was a gift. I never said it was a gift. I said I made you things. I never said I was going to give you things. You're a trickster, buddy. I, I'll have to pass. I don't, I can't afford it. All right. Well, maybe next time. And he uh, puts it back in the box and he pulls out a scroll case. So I've been working on these scrolls ever since you left. The material and inks I use are very high quality, mind you. And he uh, he looks over at you, Elric. Now, uh, stick it with the fire theme. 
I made this for you, young man. Mm -hmm. It's a scroll of burning hands, oh. or as I like to call it, a flamethrower. A flamethrower. Yeah. So <laughs> you read this scroll, and bada boom, you got flames shooting out of your fingertips in a 15 foot cone, and anyone who doesn't make their dexterity saving throw takes 3d6 fire damage, baby, or half as much if they save. Cool. How much is this scroll? 50 gold. All right. I'll buy it. Excellent. You're going to love the results. Guaranteed. All right. Now, Esmir. Yes? Seeing as you're a gnome, I thought something tricksy would be in order. Exactly. So, I made you a scroll of rope trick. Okay. So, okay. you got to have some rope, and when you cast a spell, the rope will connect to a pocket dimension. Ooh. And then you guys can climb up the rope and hide out in there for up to an hour. Ooh-wee. Yeah, and no one will know you're up there. That is going to be so handy, though. Yeah, it's super handy. I can't even tell you how many times we could have used that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that'll be 150 gold. Now, if you want to transcribe this scroll into your spell book so that you can use it more than just once... I can sell you the magic ink for an additional 100 gold. Okay, so, hey, Delphi, I need some other things, too. Okay. Can we do, like, a package deal, maybe? I don't know. It depends on what you want. <laughs> I also need a scroll of sending and supplies to put that in my book, too. Oh, you're making requests now, huh? Yeah. Okay, so, a scroll of sending will run you 200 gold. And then 150 gold for the ink, so 350 gold total. Is there a reason why you keep mentioning the ink? I mean, can't you use your own ink? No, you can't just write magic scrolls with just ordinary ink, silly. It's a wizard thing, kid. It's a wizard thing. Yeah, okay. it's a wizard thing, muggle. <laughs> Listen, oh, I do. I, we don't ask you about your swords and stuff. You just, <laughs> you know, we don't be like, oh, hey, how do you sharpen that? Yeah, just stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> so, if you if you want to buy the scroll of rope trick and the ink, plus pay for the scroll of sending with the ink, that will cost you 600 gold. Oh, wow. Oh, Delphi. That's a lot of gold, buddy. Well, it's a lot of time, and like I said, high-quality material goes into making these scrolls. I know, I know. I know. And I respect your trade and your skills and your and your wisdom and all that stuff. Well, that's nice of you to say, Esmir. I tell you what. How about uh, you just pay me the 250 for the rope trick scroll, and then, you know, you can pay me for what you ordered when you come back. Okay. That's a good deal. Thanks, bud. Yeah, because it's going to take some time for me to make it, uh, but I'll have it ready when you return. Okay. All right, now, Cleric, I saved my favorite for last, buddy. That's right. Yeah, and I had to do some research for this one. And let me tell you, the books on Agma aren't what you call uh, page-turners. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was worth it. It was worth it. So, here you go, Cleric. I made you a scroll of augury. Uh. So when you use this magic scroll, you can ask your god about the results of a specific action that you plan to take within 30 minutes of casting the spell. Hmm? So you can ask Agma a question, and he'll tell you what he thinks. Mm. What do you think about that, huh? 
What if his god's not in the office? <laughs> oh, he'll be in the office for this scroll, baby. This is quality stuff. And okay. he'll tell you whether the results of your intended action will be good, bad, good and bad, or neither good nor bad. Hmm. Very interesting, yes. And yes, this yes. scroll will cost you a mere 150 gold for a direct line to your man, Agma. What do you say? Let's come to an agreement, my fellow old man. <laughs> what say you What say you give me a discount? A senior discount. A senior, <laughs> discount. A senior discount, exactly. I've got my card right here. <laughs> says I... Old. <laughs> well, I am a lot older than you, and the price is 150 gold, and that's a fair price for a second-level spell. I, it's like it's like the healing potions. You're not going to get a break. 150. Nothing I can say to persuade you to give an old man a deal? Nope. You're a filthy fool. <laughs> Jake, you don't want to piss off the wizard. <clears throat> Jake. I turn around and look at Esmir. He pisses me off, Yoshi. Yeah, but shush, man. You have no idea. This guy's like a gajillion years old. Money-sucking slime. Okay. 150, you say? That's what I say. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, here's your 1-800 number to the Lord of Knowledge. Phone first. So that's... 150, so I have 250 gold left. Hey, did Elric get anything special? I, I did. The Scroll of Burning Hands. Oh, that's right. Do you want to buy the flame breath thing? How much is it? It's 200 gold. I don't have 200 gold. Uh, unfortunately, after four healing potions, I only have 191 gold left, so I'll pass on the flame breath. Hey, could you loan me 100 gold? Then I could get it. All right, all right, because flame breath sounds really cool. But I'll, I'll, I'll loan you 100, 100 gold, 100 gold. Let me go to my inventory. Excellent. I sold everything I made for you guys. So that leaves me with 91 gold pieces. Uh, let me so, take it out of my inventory. That shopping. leaves me with 16 gold pieces. Well, you know what they say. You can't take it with you. And being adventurers, uh, you know, your time could come quicker than your average folk. You That's know, your, your next quest could be your last. That's right. Mm. Hey, hey guys, show them the map you want in the threes. Okay, I will show them the map. Hey, check out this map. Can you tell us something about this area here? And I point to the part, the circle where the, I point to where that uh, wizard tower is supposed to be. Oh, a wizard tower. Interesting. Yeah. Let man. me take a look. And, uh, as he starts looking at it, uh, you guys all notice a, a grave look suddenly come over his face. And he says, well, this brings back some memories. Hmm. Yeah, this map leads to the long forgotten tower of a wizard named Caraptus. 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 Caraptus, yeah. Was his last name Pants? Caraptus Pants. Oh, that's a good one. I know, right? Gnomes. Gnomes, you're so clever when it comes to names. I love it. Caraptus Pants. That's what all the kids used to say in school. Well, all right. All jokes aside, I knew Caraptus back in the day when I was a young wizard. But unfortunately, 
not in a good way, for you see, uh, Charaptus was what you might call my nemesis. Mm. Yeah, he was a real jerkbag, and we were always <laughs> fighting and trying to, you know, prove who was the better wizard. But then it got out of hand when he built that tower there. Back then, there was there was a small community there making an honest living in the high forest. Most of them were gnomes, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, and he eventually, you know, he turned them into deranged and fanatical followers. Mm. And they helped him spread his corrupt magic through the forest by performing sick and twisted rituals on the fey creatures that inhabited uh, that land. Jerk. All in the name of growing his power. It was maddening. He sounds like a real, real dummy. Yeah, you got that right. And well, it, I couldn't stand by and watch him do this. So I took it upon myself to stop him. So I teamed up with a cleric and his ranger acolytes, and we attacked the tower. It was an intense battle. The fanatical gnomes fought hard. Oh man, Jake, you thought storm giants were bad? Oh, you get one of these crazed gnomes on your back and you'll be wishing you were fighting storm giants. Huh. That's why I said bad guy gnomes are nothing but trouble. <laughs> That's right, but we were a tough bunch, and we eventually made it to the top of the tower and cornered Caraptus. And in his, in his desperation, his magic got out of control, causing an explosion that almost blew off the entire top floor of the tower. And after the dust settled, I was the only one that survived. Barely. Are you sure of that? Well... After, after that, I was a changed man, you see. And that's when I came to Daggerford and offered my services to the Duke in exchange for this tower here. And I lived here in peace for many years. And then, one day, I received a letter signed by Caraptus. And in it, he wrote about things that only he would know. And he mocked me and goaded me to come and find him in the Undermountain beneath Waterdeep and to finish our fight once and for all. I tried to ignore it, but I couldn't let it go. And I left Daggerford to search for Caraptus in that godforsaken place. I wandered for years and years down there. And when I searched every nook and cranny, I left and searched the entire continent. And then I searched every plane of existence. And after a century had passed, I grew tired. So I gave up and returned to Daggerford, a defeated old man who had wasted his life on a wild goose chase. In the end, Caraptus beat me. He beat me with a piece of parchment. So don't be like me. Don't waste your precious time on a wild goose chase. Because just like me, you'll, you'll find nothing, nothing but an empty tower. Yeah, we've heard that before, though. We hear a lot of tales about long-lost treasure that doesn't exist anymore, yet yeah. we seem to be lucky enough to uncover quite a bit of it. Yeah, so we've got luck on our side, it seems. <laughs> we have an Agma on our side. <laughs> and luck. Well, do what you wish, but don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. We'll let you know if we run into your old friend. Oh, careful now. He was a powerful wizard. Hey, we've got one of our own. <laughs> well, no offense to Esmir here, hey. but Caraptus, if, if he's still alive, he's got a century of experience. That's true. Ah, but she's got the the new funk. It's, it's much stronger. 
It's more jazz than it is funk, but it's okay. Yes, the new jazz, you see. <laughs> well, you know, this has brought back some bad memories. I think, I think I'm just gonna go lay down for a bit. Okay. You know, come and see me again when you return from your trip. All right, right on. Thank you. Okay, Delphi. Next time when we come, can you please just have some clothes on? Well, I'll see what I can do, but no promises. <laughs> okay, like we'll knock real loud. We'll be I like, yo. Wouldn't Delphi. be a visit to Delphin's Tower without a little bit of some weird thing happening. <laughs> Maybe we'll all be naked next time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So you're back at Sir Istival's. You've gone through your new magic items that you bought today. Is there is there anything else you guys want to do before you turn in? Because, you know, tomorrow morning, first thing, you're hooking up with the caravan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so wait, does Esmir have time to go over to Jerry's to get her music lesson? Oh, yeah. Sure, you can do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's definitely going to go do that. And also, do you want to spend a couple hours transcribing that rope trick scroll into your spellbook? For sure. Definitely. Okay. And Cullen, before we forget, because we never uh, took the time to do this, but do you want to spend some time to attune to the spear that you got from Filand Lodge? Yes. Spear. Okay, cool. I will attune to it. Okay. Anything else? So I want to do, I want to uh, do the spell. I want to go visit Jerry and get my first lesson. Okay. But I would also, I don't have to, I don't know if I have time for this, but I would like to do an experiment with the lodestone. Okay. So Esmir wants to uh, put some of her own blood in the bowl and then put the lodestone in. Ooh, blood magic. It's not, I know, it's not blood magic if I do it. Oh. It's just magic. Mm-hmm. Because... Esmir has a theory, and well, the also the other thing is Esmir all needs to know what things are for. Um, okay. So she has a theory on what it might be, and instead of trying to hurt somebody else or make somebody else give her her blood, she's going to use her own. Okay. To see what happens. So she's going to put uh, some of her blood in the bowl, and then put the lodestone in it. Okay. Maybe Jake can help you out with his uh, his orb of direction. That sounds dirty. Um, my orb of direction? Yeah, because what does it do for you? I determine which way is north. Right. Okay, so Esmir, you get a bowl, you cut yourself, mm-hmm. and let your blood drip into the bowl. Mm-hmm. Are the rest of you guys watching this? Yeah, I'm watching it, I just don't know what she's trying to do. Okay. Well, you know, she puts the lodestone into the blood. Yeah. And it starts spinning around. And it eventually stops. Uh, and you pull out your orb of direction, which always points north, right? Right. And you compare it to the lodestone, which should also point north. But it is not pointing north. What way does it point? It points northeast. Northeast. Is it pointing towards me? No. It might be pointing to the place where we need to go, where there's bloodshed taking place, you see. It's, it's, he's obviously using it to track a specific individual. Yeah. Or, a, or not necessarily, a specific event, something like that. So if there's war going on, maybe that's where it's pointing to. 
I want uh, I want to know if it matters whose blood is in it, in the bowl. Well, it's definitely not pointing towards you. Right. I'm thinking this is like dark magic GPS. So if we if we look at a map, can we kind of look and see what's to the northeast of where the lodestone is? Ah, uh, sure. Let me send you the Sword Coast map. Sword Coast map. I bet it's the Forlorn Hills or something. What direction did you say it was pointing? North? Northeast. Northeast? Yeah. Yeah, so that's it's the towards Forlorn the Forlorn Hills. Hills. Fire Hammer holds specifically. Okay. Or Uluvin, depending on how far you want to swing it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to take the blood that's in there, my blood, and I'm going to put it in a vial so I don't have to bleed myself again. Okay. And then I'm going to put the, the vial, the load, and the lodestone and the bowl in my wonderful bag of holding. Okay. You know what, Cliff? I think, or I should say Elric, I think you're right. Ulevin is more northeasterly. I think what we should do is when we get to Sacomber, somewhere in that neighborhood, we should take this out and try this again. Yeah. We can't work too far away to tell if that's what it's pointing at right now. Yeah. Oh, gross. Her blood will be over three weeks old. Well, I'm going to shake it every hour <laughs> so it doesn't clot. You just walk with it in your pack. It'll shake as you go. We could go drain your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you hold the bottle by her and I'll jump up and down. And we'll just like on her <laughs> bottle. Catch the spurts. Dude, that's sociopathic. We went over the line. We went up to it and then over it. Oh, my clerics. It would work. I tell crazy. you, it's my new idea. It's like that thing that they use in all the movies that the honing things are like and it gets like faster when you get closer to the thing that it's supposed to find. I'm telling you, it's wizard GPS. I thought Esmir was thinking it was possibly like who whose ever blood is in the bowl, you can find them with it. So I thought it would be cool if that did that. Yeah, that would be cool. That we could each we could, I could have everybody's blood in a vial, and then, like, if, you, yeah. so we, if we lose somebody, we could find them. And you could carry around just, like, a whole ton of little vials of blood. <laughs> Where is that red wizard? Yeah, I'd be like Angelina Jolie during her Billy Bob phase. <laughs> well, I think it sort of is that. I think, but, but he's attuned it to point at a specific person or place. Right. And we're kind of getting it. It's actually cool because we're able to see... You know, sort of like read his browser history. Where was he looking? Or it leads us to our swift death. Well, it could still do that. All right, let's move. <laughs> All right, so anything else you guys want to do before you turn in for the night? So I went to I went to see Jerry, and he gave me my first lesson. And I came back, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, I, go, I went to see Jerry and I thought I was going to be able to like jam, you know, and like really get jazzy and improvise. And he told me I had to learn chords. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Now I got to practice. Oh, no. Fingering exercises, eh? Yeah, he said I have to practice these chords before I could improvise. Like, anyway, any, anywho, I'm going to practice anyway. It'll be nice to be, have your music accompany us along the trail. <laughs> oh wait, is it is it bedtime? Yes it is. Okay, hold on. Bedtime? And then I'm gonna pull out my wand. And do I have to roll to see what sound it makes? No, whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna pull I'm gonna, okay guys. Bedtime! 
And I'm going to do the sad trombone. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to exit the room. I'm leaving. I'm going to my nice private room. And then I'm going to do the wand. I'm going to do the fanfare. (laughs) And I'm going to wave like a princess. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. (laughs) That's my gift to you. And then I'm going to slam my door. I think I'm going to sleep on this side of the room tonight. (laughs) And so, after a day of hangovers, shopping, and naked wizards, we leave our heroes turning in for the night. For tomorrow at first light, our party heads out on their new quest. Will our heroes escort the caravan safely to Jokin? Do senior discount cards really just say you're old? What is the new funk, and how does Cullen know so much about it? Eh, what's with Elric and being naked? I mean, it's kind of weird. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio! Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. And we are finally back after an unexpected break. Uh, we posted a couple weeks ago that we were having some technical difficulties. And by that, we meant that my computer decided it didn't want to go on uh, and it wouldn't even start up for me. And I can't really blame it. Uh, It was quite old and I've been, you know, telling myself that I better get a new one. But, you know, I just kept uh, kicking that can down the road until I finally kicked it over a cliff. So I had to order a new one. And when it arrived, uh, I, of course, had other issues to deal with. And basically, it was a big pain. Uh, But I'm back up. Not 100% yet, but everything's running. And we're back to our regularly scheduled program. So I want to thank everyone for their patience. uh, And I want to thank our two new Roll Radio patrons, Kurt and Daniel. Thanks, guys, for your support. We really appreciate it. It really, really helps us out. And it also means that we are now about halfway to reaching our first Patreon goal, which means we're getting closer and closer to the point where we can start raffling off the Roll Radio Minis. So if you don't know, the players have each uh, designed minis of their characters in Hero Forge, and they're awesome. There's Esmir with AC and Badge Badge, Jake with his books, Elric with his glaive and firebolt, and Cullen complete with flowing kilt and a Grick Egg. Uh, so the plan is, uh, once we reach our first goal, all our patrons get a number of raffle tickets, and the amount of tickets depends on their membership level, and we'll then hold a live raffle, and the winner gets the mini of their choice. And as the characters progress and become more badass, uh, they'll design new minis and we'll have more raffles. So if that sounds like fun and you also want bonus content, uh, head over to RollRadio.com where you can check out the minis and find a link to our Patreon page. 
And you'll also find links to Sirenscape.com, where I get all the engrossing game music and sound effects, and a link to Wizards of the Coast, makers of Dungeons and & Dragons, and of course, the Scourge of the Sword Coast module. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And if my computer doesn't blow up, uh, we'll see you next time when the players head back out and begin their journey to Firehammer Horde.